What is up, ladies and gentle nerds? It's your boy Graham, also known as Hamhawks42 on the internet, and we are here with another exciting edition of Overthinking MTG. Of course, I say it's exciting, but who knows? We shall see. Alright, we're going to click that random card button and we are going to talk about this for 10 minutes. Okay, so we got Archers of Carsi. And, uh, okay, I'm not familiar with this one. It is a Naga Archer, costs 3, 3 generic and a green, so total mana cost of 4. It is a 5-2, uh, a so we have a 5-2 Naga Archer for 4 with Defender and Reach. Alright, that is it. It is a 5-2 for 4 with Defender and Reach. Alright. Interesting. So this is very much the uh, this is very much draft chaff. And this is from Fate Reforged. Um, and it has the Salt High watermark on it, which is, I gotta say, my um, my is it clan on Tarkir? I think it's clan. That's that's my clan of choice. Uh, I love those guys. Except, I mean, I don't really like love those guys because I mean they're mostly like you know murderous snake people. But I'm a big fan of what they do because they leverage green, blue, and black, and those those um those particular colors make for some beautiful interaction that allows you to control games ramp super hard, have big creatures, and be able to cheat them into the battlefield or make sure that they stay there. And, yeah. Mm, 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 mm. Anyway, that's the name of the game. I love that stuff. It rules. So, yeah, it's my favorite little section of the color pie. Um, now, that said, this particular card is green exclusive. That's something that I find really funny about the multicolor sets. And you see things like this as well in the various Ravnica blocks. Like, the first one that comes to mind is Golgari Thug. Because when we say the word Golgari now, what we mean is a deck or a card that involves black and green. Meanwhile, as far as the creative team at Wizards is concerned, Golgari is a group of individuals that make up a swarm on the plane of Ravnica, and that's it. That's all Golgari means. So every other plane where black and uh, black and green get together, they are not called Golgari. We, as the players, the community, call it Golgari just to make it easy. You know, we have these names that are very evocative, that are very interesting. They're unique. It's our own language, and that's fun. And we like it, and we're going to lean into it. And because the Ravnican guilds captured those two-color combinations so well, and all of the words even have their own unique feel. I mean, I don't know if you've really stopped to think about the, the different words for the different guilds or the different um, three-color combinations. You know, we have Saltai, Golgari, Boros, Bant, Jund, Rakdos. Like, all of them have their own different feels to it. I mean, actually, just as a case study, let's look at two specific ones. We've got Rakdos. It's very hard, very guttural. It almost sounds... Klingon, if I can cross my intellectual properties for a second. Like, it has that really harsh edge to it. You know, like, I can absolutely see, you know, a Klingon on Star Trek grunting, Rakdos. Like, you know, it just has that feel where it's just very, mm. Meanwhile, you have the green-white counterexample of Selesnia. Like, it kind of rolls off the tongue. It's very smooth. It's very elegant. Selesnia versus Rakdos. And those words and the way that they feel on our tongues match 
the feeling of those guilds. You know, you have Rakdos, which is all about chaos and revelry and risk and enjoying decadence. And it's all very, you know, shit's on fire and there are metal spikes on stuff and there are demons and, you know, all, like that's Rakdos. It's crazy. It's bananas. It's the Night on Bell Mountain sequence from Fantasia or whatever other ridiculous reference I can come up with. That's that's Rakdos. Meanwhile, Selesnia is all about peace and harmony and finding strength in unity and being part of a larger group. I mean, they're very they're hippies. Let's call it what it is. And don't get me wrong, I love hippies. It's great. I'm all for it. Um, and they're a very powerful guild, and they are very big, but they find their strength not in being willing to take risks and being willing to. Um, go for the big flashy moves they find their strength in being in looking out for one another for nurturing a a collective for being part of a whole and so they're two very different philosophies and we can see that we can feel it in the words that are used so then we have the the different three color combinations which I'll be honest there there's enough of those and um I'm still I've been back to the game for about two years now, so I have a lot of them memorized, but I'm not all the way there because I was out during the Shards of Alara, where all the wedges um, became a thing, and then I was also not playing during Tarkir when the enemy color, you know, um, combinations became a thing. But Sultai is definitely on my radar. Sultai, Grixis, um, and again, you, they have those feels like the the red, black, blue version. So Rakdos Plus, if you will, is Grixis. Dude's got an X in it. I mean, like, there are no, like, that's the sharpest letter (laughs) out there. I mean, except maybe V. That might have a thing to say or two about that. Um, Thing or two to say about it. But just, it has phonetically, it's just, it, it, it's, the word Grixis feels very similar to Rakdos. It's very hard. It's very sharp. It's got that edge to it. And so the fact that that's the one that likes to set the world on fire and do crazy bananas nonsense. All right. That fits. Like, that's not crazy. Um, You know, meanwhile, you have Naya, which is kind of Selesnya plus. It's where if we we bring red into the mix there. Um, Yeah, it is very peaceful, very tranquil. It's, again, very much the opposite. You have Jund, which is very natural, very, very instinctual. Um, That's green, red, and uh, and black, if I'm not mistaken. Like, so that's very, um, I don't know, it's very, that one's interesting. In any case, you get my point. So we have Saltai here, which is black, green, blue. Very, it seems like it seems not, they seem to understand perfecting control over the natural order, specifically death. Um, poisons are very much, you know, in Sultai's wheelhouse. And so here we have a situation where we have these Naga archers where they are very aggressive, but they have some kind of duty to defend something. So they're, they, they're defenders, but they have a very high power. Very high power, actually, for defenders. Um, yeah, it's a 5-2. So that 2 toughness really stinks. Um, you know, so they're basically glass cannons that you can only use on defense. And so if something swings into it, it's probably going to die. But the flip side of that is it's probably going to take the Nagas with them. 
And uh, it's a little expensive for what it does. It does have reach, though. So that thing could be a flyer. You know, there's there are dragons that lose to this. Uh, and that's pretty darn cool. Like, actually a fair number of them. Like, yeah. So this is one of those things where... In draft, I bet this thing was solid. You know, if you were drafting green, probably not not a pack one, pick one kind of situation. But if it's like the third or fourth pick in a pack and you have a green deck, I, you, you're probably considering it. Um, depending on how, depending on what it lines up with in the set. So not being familiar with Fate Reforged specifically, I can't speak for whether it was good in that limited environment. But that's where I can see this being useful. Uh, I certainly... You know, so this is not a vanilla creature. It does have defender. It does have reach. So those are abilities. You know, so it's not nothing. Um, but I gotta say, uh, yeah, I don't know. I from a playability perspective, it's interesting actually that this um, comes up because it feels from in my current position having to make content about this feels very similar to when we were talking about throttle, which was also from. I don't remember if it was Fate Reforge or if it was from Khans, but it was from one of the Tarkir sets, and it was based around the Saltai, and there was a Naga on the artwork. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, that was episode two. And I remember as I was doing that, really seriously thinking, am I making a horrible mistake by doing the show with this particular format? And uh, and I, I don't think so. I think there's always... And in the more I've talked about it, the more I've learned, there is always something interesting. Every single card in this game has something that is interesting about it, if you choose to look. And I think that that's actually a philosophy you can probably take to life. There's always something worth looking at, as long as you just keep your eyes open and look. And so in here, so with this particular Naga, and actually this speaks to the point that I was making uh, yesterday, this artwork is great. Uh, These... These snake uh, archers are very... I mean, they, they look incredibly tough. I don't want to mess with any of these guys. Uh, they're, it's cool, actually. The the first archer... I mean, the, they all are... The bows that they have are very long. Um, I mean, they're about the size of... What I would imagine... I mean, the equivalent of... I'm trying to say, like... Well, where's the waist on a naga? I really have no idea. But they're about as tall as the portions of their body that are off, up off the ground. And... Uh, yeah, they're just these big, dark bows, very threatening. And the, there's there are three pick, three naga, you know, snake people pictured in the art. And the one in the foreground has its bow. It looks like trained just off camera, um, just off to the side of the camera. So not quite at us, the viewer, but at the person next to us. So whoever that is, they're about to have a really rough day. And um, yeah, they're going to take some kind of black arrow right to the face. And it looks to me like, well, given what I know about snakes, given what I know about Saltai, I'm going to go ahead and take a wild guess and say that that arrow is probably poison, which would explain why they have such a high power. If they have that the, that kind of weaponry at their disposal, okay, them being able to deal a lot of damage makes sense. The other thing that I find interesting about this particular snake person the one in the foreground also has a gigantic sword uh it's actually strapped to kind of the equivalent of its waist despite the fact that it looks to me like it probably should be on his back given how freaking big it is but at the same time as a snake person yeah it's kind of all the same (laughs) um yeah that's interesting and it's just a big old flat blade um 
yeah, it looks like something that you could see like a cavalry person using to to take out infantry would be my uh, my guess as to or just looking at the size that's what I that's what it looks like to me. Clearly that's not what he's doing here. Also, they have um they're they're wearing different ornate. I couldn't but notice they have some a lot of turquoise jewelry. It looks like some uh, elements of that are even on their quivers. They all have very large gold earrings, and um, the the one in the foreground again, it definitely appears to be some kind of leader because the other two aren't carrying swords and also aren't dressed quite as garishly. Um, and it also the one in the foreground here has a couple of skulls attached to its waist which looks really daunting so clearly we're dealing with strong skilled accomplished warriors yes that that that's interesting yeah i gotta say the 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 creatures depicted in the artwork look a lot more threatening than this card does which is kind of unfortunate because um yeah, at the end of the day, not all cards can be great. Not all cards can be killers. I get that. And again, in limited, this probably has a place. Because any kind of defender that can take out a flyer is pretty solid. And it, with these kinds of cards, like the really big or very powerful defenders, actually, the, the other type of defender that uh, this kind of reminds me of is something like Moss Viper. Or um, I, there are a couple of other versions of it, which is just a 1-1 one, one for 1 with Death Touch. You know, it's a great little blocker. Because whenever you swing into it, I just get to pick what creature you have, and that creature's going to die. Yes, my little snake is going to die too, but it's going to take something out on the way. And so it behaves almost like a spot... It behaves almost like spot removal. And it's a deterrent to prevent people from attacking you. And that's the role that the Archers of Carsey here can accomplish. Um, also, interestingly enough, Carsey spelled Q-A-R-S-I. Even as I was saying that, I had to slow it down because I'm so used to saying Q-U. But nope, there is no U after that Q. So I'm assuming it's pronounced similar to, to a K and it's pronounced Carsey, but I could be wrong. Anyway, there's also flavor text. We think of the Naga as creeping cutthroats, slitherers in the swamps, but they are equally at home in the trees. Gotten. Kalsisma Shaman. Okay, interesting. So these are actually, these archers uh, are in the forest. Okay, cool. Well, of course, they're green. That makes sense. Inter yeah, all right, cool. Well, neat, I guess. <laughs> I'm sure that I could unpack that. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm not getting there right now. And we are already over time as I tend to go. So we'll go ahead and call it there. This has been Archers of Carsey, another interesting card. Because, well, all of the cards are interesting in their own special way. So this, was, this has been fun, guys. Thank you so much for hanging out. I always appreciate it. My name is Graham, also known as HamHawks42 on the internet twitch.tv slash hamhawks42. I play Magic Arena, um, as well as just kind of chat out there. We have a lot of fun. Come hang out. It's a party. And I will catch you guys next time.